You have zero respect. No empathy and no respect. How the f were you raised? Maybe I feel I more empathetic for shorts than you. Well, that's clear. Well, Raquel. that's just my opinion. I that really is your opinion. That. I think you should stick it up your ass. Are you hearing this? Yeah, I'm in awe. Can I ask you something? What, Terry? When we had dinner, did my conversation to you mean anything? Oh my God. About, no. Don't say, oh God, that's my mom. Treat her with some I respect. Know, literally Where the were you raised? Where were you raised? I mean, come on. Where were you raised? I, You're a little is what you are. Ooh. Walk away. Talk to her with respect. She was so fing nice to Katie, you. Katie, hold, Katie, please don't do that. No, I'm I'm so fing done with you. I'm so fing done with you. you Shut would up, ship Raquel. This whole thing. That is so wrong. Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. What the fuck, Nathan? <sighs> I'm on a high. Baby gorgeous. Aren't we all on a high? Bubba, we are on a high from that Vanderpump. Bubba, what a prickle. Ugh, I can't. I can't with that man. I can't with a lot of them. The dirty toms are so sickening to me. Oh, I call them dickhead one and dickhead two in my notes. <laughs> That's what I, DH1, DH2. I'm not writing Schwartz out 10 fucking times. He's dickhead two. I'm not writing Scandival out 50 million times. He's dickhead one. He's the big one. He's the number one dickhead in the group. Did you see on um, Watch What Happens Live? Was it Watch What Happens Live when someone asked the guests who the new, the number one guy in the group is? Who'd they say? Well, it's James because he's so fucking entertaining. Wow. Maybe it is about the pasta. Maybe it is. He's kind of the number one guy in the group, except I don't, I mean, the man's drinking and he shouldn't be. And who the fuck am I to tell him what he should or shouldn't be doing? But now we said it. So I just don't want to give him too much because I don't know why, but when people have actual serious problems, I don't want to revel in their misery. So anyway, I said we weren't going to talk about He signed shit. on to this show for our enjoyment. He did. <laughs> He's a character. We're going to leave all sizzles to the end and we're just going to start yeah. talking about Vanderpump because we fucking got Let's it. Let's get into it. So this was meant to be the finale, correct? Yes. I got that sense too. It would have been a great finale, but I'm so glad it's not. Well, on that point, now that I realised this was supposed to be the season finale, I'm like, how great was this season without the scandal of it all? It was good. I can't say it was phenomenal. It's phenomenal because of everything we know, yes? Of course, yes, yes. Oh, okay, it's your turn, so I'm going to shut up. All right, so we open pretty much with the something about her space with yeah. Penny, the chef consultant. We're still talking about the barbecue where Tom was allegedly doing the shit at that party. Mm. And we're just getting Ariana's feelings on that. And she, I don't know, what did you think of her? She's still defending that man. It's about priorities is what I think. And okay. we okay. find out later in the episode that they did have a big fight, but her priority isn't to air their dirty laundry. Her priority is to make sure that people don't use this as like they don't weaponize this against her as a storyline. Okay. Lala did say on her podcast that evening when her and Ariana were talking that Ariana had a meltdown. They had to put cameras down, a producer got involved oh. because yeah, cuz she was like I don't want this to be about my relationship. I don't want the storyline. Yeah, I know. I don't want the storyline to be about what the fuck was Tom doing? Why wasn't Tom with you? Because we all know that in the land of Bravo, cheating rumours, 
when they're just rumours or thoughts in people's head based on an assumption that it can blow up. So that was her Mm. protecting herself and her relationship at the time. Also, I guess there's there's an element of like she's dealing with a death in the family and like you don't want to keep reliving that moment in your life. Yeah, she's just like my grandma died, my dog died, like I don't want drama right now. And I do get it from Ariana's perspective. She's like, Lala's her friend. As she does say in the episode, she's like, I'm not upset with Lala. She's allowed to question things. That's fine. I just don't want to give it life. So whether she's saying she's not upset at Tom or not, we find out later when she's talking to Fuckface that they had a massive fight last night. So they did fight about it. They just didn't fight on camera about it. Mm. Well, at least she's got it in her back pocket for reunion now that she is turned on Tom. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. (laughs) You weaponise it, babe. Yeah, you go for it. Then we go to, okay, this Raquel, she's shopping with Charlie Mm. and she's bitching about Terry, Katie's mum, already. What a disrespectful little bitch. You don't be bitching about someone's mum. As much as he's a fuckface, Scandoval did make a point when he said, like, that's someone's mum like no one's gonna say to someone's mum like they would say to them oh yeah but he was calling it out as manipulative when it's oh, just like know. it's not manipulative I mean a mum can express an opinion and it not be like a tactic yeah exactly and at the same time she can express her opinion even if it is just her sticking up for her kid so what and you just say that I, I hear what you're saying but I'm not going to have this conversation with you because I don't want to be disrespectful to you Mm. You just Or just mm. do what everyone else does when someone's mum's telling them off. You sit there, you shut up, you take it, and you walk off, and you're like, what am I supposed to do? That's a mum. Yeah, 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 that's or so true. Or don't pass her son-in-law maybe. Well, there's that. And so then Raquel buys the lightning bolt necklace, and I got chills. When she seemingly was like walking out of the store and then she spots it and she goes, what's that one? I was like, ugh. Do you think she set it up? Yes. You do for the camera? No, I think I think she's so sad yeah. that she saw that and she, in her mind, made it this big romantic gesture. But it's like, he didn't buy it for you, Dal. That's the thing. It's like, at first I'm like, why are we watching these two shopping? Like, is it just to give Charlie a scene? It was so boring until mm-hmm. she spends $780. So that's what in, what's that in Australian money? Like, like 15, a, a, $1,400? Over bucks? a grand? 1200 Yeah, I don't know. Wow. And Charlie's all like, it's real gold and real diamonds. Get it, get it. And then she's like, I love Charlie. Don't you have birthday money? It's like, no, sweetie, when you hit a certain age, your parents stop handing wads of cash to you for your birthday. <laughs> like, yeah, no, God bless. I wish that was still going. I know, right? And it's not like it was a pretty necklace. The only reason she got it was because of Scandoval's necklace. And I just was like, how, like you said, how fucking sad. He didn't buy it for you. You bought it for yourself. It's desperate. I would have preferred if he had bought it for her in secret and it's it was that sort of, like, hidden moment. Yeah. I don't think I would prefer it. It's just lame. It's so lame. It's kind of like, oh, my God, look, you love me. I got your thing. Oh, whatever. It's so gross. So then we go to the Dirty Toms admiring their stupid restaurant, which I hope fails. Has it failed yet? I keep hearing varying reports, but obviously those reports are skewed because people hate them. And the Mm. reports are, yeah, people are going, but they're not spending money there. They're only going to, like, see shit. It's like, really? You go into a bar and you're going to sit there and intentionally not buy a beverage? You're buying a beverage. Well, I would do the Melissa Gorga in Dublin and take the glassware out. I didn't like it when Melissa did it, but I would steal from the bloody 
Tom Toms. Yeah, I'd be really mean and malicious. I'd accidentally like put a rip in that couch. Oh yeah, I'd shit on the walls. Wouldn't you just pull out like a metal something uh-huh. or other, key, like a key, uh-huh. and just like stab the couch just for the fun? Just a homemade shiv. Yeah, yeah a homemade shiv, course. mate. Pull out some cutlery. So what annoyed me this scene, which is what the bloody Dirty Toms have been trying to do for weeks, mm. is they're trying to set up the exit narrative for him and Ariana Jesus so then he Christ. can appear next season and be like, oh, I'm dating Raquel. And it's disgusting. Yep, disgusting. He says that his very presence annoys Ariana and I'm like, well, you're annoying, that's why. Yeah, 100%. He's trying to quiet quit the relationship and it's just it's so transparent. And honestly, I'm so bored with Schwartz. When he says in confessional that Dickhead and Ariana have devolved into roommates. I'm like, fuck off. off. Again, setting it up. And what's this complaining about being the one to do grocery shopping? Oh, yeah, the how many paper towels have you bought for me? (laughs) I'm like, I've been with my boyfriend for 25 years and he's never gone and done the grocery shopping. Like, he's got no clue what we need. Like, don't get me wrong, he'll go to the store to grab some things, but it's not Mm -hmm. like, okay, we've got to go grocery shopping, do you want me to just do it? He has no fucking clue. He's still my best friend. Well, I think the thing is, like, when you're in, like, Sandoval's position and you are taking mental stock of that, being like, oh, I bought the last three rolls of paper towel, she's only bought one paper towel, like, that's the problem. Yeah, what the fuck? There's batteries in the drawer because I buy them. And you know what? Says a gajillion mothers worldwide. So what? Right. So fucking what, bitch? Grow up. And you just know that she is pulling her weight in that house. It's not like he's doing everything. He just thinks the little things he does makes up a bigger amount than it actually is. If he's the one that is more organised and makes sure that the household's functioning, so what? I'd do that. Yeah. Like, you give each other what the other person needs and lacks. Relationships are not even. They're never 50-50. Someone's always Mm-mm. carrying the other person for a while. That's why we couple mm. up so that when we're in the shit, we got someone to have our back. Say that. If this is your mentality, dude, you are not ready to be in a relationship. And that's okay. Don't be in one. Mm-hmm. No one will hate you for it. I, I don't think he's ever not been in one. He's a fucking child. No, you're right. He's never yeah. not been in one. He needs to be alone and appreciate what it's like to have someone to buy fucking toilet paper for. Mm-hmm. And with Schwartz, you mentioned his confessional. Did you notice how Schwartz was just like eyeing the ground? He was not looking up at all. And I'm like, you're lying through your teeth. And does he feel ashamed? I don't know if he does. Uh, I think that this constant I didn't do anything is not an excuse. That is correct, mate. You didn't do anything. That's the problem. He's mm. such – I'm just – he bores me. I am bored with Schwartz. Oh, it's all a shtick. Just because you're using a three-syllable word doesn't mean you're charming. It really doesn't. You should skeeve me out. I am just bored with him. Like, dickhead one makes me mad. Dickhead two, I'm just bored. Well, so then we go back to dickhead one, and dickhead one's talking to Ariana at home. They look at logos for, like, a hot second, and then they discuss, like, the Uber's home and everything, and then he's complaining that they didn't get a photo together in Mexico and... It's like, you know how they say the phone works both ways? Like, Mm. you have a camera on your phone too, cunt. Yeah. We didn't take a photo in Mexico and she's like, she's basically saying, I don't think that that's a red flag. And he's like, so annoyed that she won't agree with him. 
I understand that when you feel like you're spouting the truth, that it is so aggravating when someone just doesn't agree with you because you think you're stating a fact. Yeah. But you're not. I had to learn that lesson (laughs) when I thought I was stating a fact to my partner and he wasn't agreeing with me and I figured he's just disagreeing with me for the sake of it. It's like you can't have everything you want. You want to be heard, that's one thing. You want people to agree with you, that's a whole other thing. You need to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, dude. And this is his issue. He is not comfortable with being uncomfortable. He wants everything to look perfect and to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And that's just fucking fake. And I don't think Ariana is a tough nut to crack. Like she said for years, I will be intimate with you when I feel intimacy and when we spend time together. And he can't comprehend that. No. He thinks, well, then fine, come and do the things that I want to do. Which were all bullshit things. He mentions it later, like them going what, on a mushroom trip and skydiving, <laughs> like ridiculous things. He's like, I need stimuli. Well, actually, technically everything is stimuli that's external from yourself, but he is a thrill seeker. That's what he, he likes thrill seeking activities. Grow up though. Sheeta says, I want to go for a walk and have dinner. And he says, well, I'd rather have mushrooms and go skinny dipping. It's like, well, welcome to the real world. I know he's a thrill seeker and he's, he's got Peter Pan syndrome. Look, I understand Mm -hmm. people like thrill seeking activities. I know lots of people who are like that, but they also come home to their partners and their children and put the kids in the bath and cook the, like... You can't just have fun fantasy land all the time. No. I don't know how they afforded to buy a house because the things he likes to do cost money. Like Mm -hmm. he puts money in his band. He goes and gets his – like he's always doing, doing, doing. He needs to like get on some better meds because I'm pretty sure he's got the ADHD. Okay. I get what he actually likes, but you've picked the wrong partner. Well, that's all gone to shit anyway. So then James is still discussing his imagined festival. And so Ali. His imagined festival. (laughs) Well, he's imagined he's got a bigger role in the festival. I think that's where the imagination comes into it. I don't know that he thinks he's got a bigger role. I just think that he's proud of himself. When he said, like, I'm on the same flyer as Cascade, and then the producers did did him dirty and showed how way down on the list he was. I don't think he thinks he's headlining at all. I just think that he's recognising that in his world and what he does for a living, that that is a big deal and he's appreciating it. Well, in his defence, I don't know who Cascade is, but I know who he is. Well, that's true. The guy has a lot of intense emotions. So I enjoy the fact that he's revelling in his success as opposed to feeling shamed for making it appear a bigger deal than it is. I don't think he is at all. Good for him. Yeah. And so Ali pretty much just says go to therapy and that's pretty much all that scene's about. Do you have any other thoughts on James and Ali? The fact that he says he doesn't think he has a problem nor does he believe he has childhood trauma. Mm. You grew up in the house with alcoholic, drug abusers, absent parents. You've got childhood trauma, dude. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be able to reconcile going through his childhood trauma and and having relationships with his parents who he idolises. Wow. So, I mean, he does. He idolises his dad who was never there for him as a child. Like that's... Or an adult. No, exactly. That's some crazy shit to deal with. But wasn't his like godfather George Michael like idolise him? But, I mean, (laughs) so his dad and and George Michael are cousins. Oh, and they, they had a falling out though, right? A very long time ago. 
Interesting. This whole George Michael hasn't been in James's life since he was a kid. See, I don't get how TV studios are like, let's remake the Twilight series, let's remake Harry Potter, remake a mi- make a mini series about James Kennedy's childhood with his parents and his cousin being cousin being George Michael. I want to watch that story unfold. I want to watch that story too. And maybe anyway. that way he can stop supporting his parents financially. They can just go and sell their life story. Interesting. Mm. 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 Let's pitch that to the networks once the writer strikes over. Yeah, come on, bravo. <laughs> so then- Get it together. So, okay, so then the Dirty Toms are meeting up again. Gotta hate them. Katie texted Schwartz that he and Raquel were spotted making out. There's a bit of debate later on about whether or not it was rage texting. Well, there was a debate that they were making out. The debate that they said they were making out all night and they're like, we weren't making out all night, we kissed. But then that means they're kissing again. Yeah. This thing of Schwartz saying, I wouldn't have done it if I knew it would bother her so much. First of all, she told you it would bother her so much. Yeah, you knew. You knew. You just wouldn't have done it if you thought you were going to be annoyed by being yelled at constantly. That's his issue. He's not His issue isn't upsetting Katie. His issue is having it upset him and his, you know, activities of wanting to go out and then have her upset with him. Well, then if that's the reason you're not going to do it, how about you don't fucking do I can't. Like, I'm just, I'm stating the obvious. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, agreed. And then we go to the sandwich tasting. Mm. Um, LVP comes, Terry comes. Everyone just pretty much rolls in and rolls out so that we can go to the after party at Sir. Yes. The Dirty Toms arrive with flowers. And, you know, what I hated about Schwartz in this moment is that he kept, like, comparing his space to their space, like, straight away. Like, you can just say... Congrats. Great space. You don't have to bring up your building as well. Well, did you see Katie's face when he started to bring it up? It's like, are you fucking kidding? You're going to talk about your issues at my thing? Not going to lie. Many, many times, because I stuck around with Vanderpump, and many times I was like, she's being nuts and he's trying to be reasonable and I was on his side. I'm really starting Mm -hmm. to see how frustrated she gets with him and how her frustration is born from hurt. She's hurt by him. Yeah. I've, I have I don't want to keep talking about how I'm watching the show from the beginning. I'm up to like season seven now and I've seen so many instances where she's just been like, can you just stick up for me? And he never does. And yet now he's sticking up for Raquel. It's like, oh, so you can stick up for people. You just couldn't stick up for your wife. She's the only one he can't stick up for. And I understand that the way she goes about expressing herself like when she's angry and she says mean oh, tequila things. tequila Katie. Yeah, I get it. She's, you know, she was right and she's making herself wrong. I do understand that. But if that's your partner and you know that about them, then uh-huh. that's what you say. You go, look, I get your point and you are correct, but the way you're expressing it is making you wrong. So let's not do this now. Or at the very least, you don't have to agree with her, but the way others treat her shouldn't be okay with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't talk to my wife like that. We're leaving. And then tell her off when you get home. Going, you know what? You just made yourself wrong. See, I don't yeah, get that. Yeah. Like, no one can say shit to my boyfriend. I'll fucking bitch about him till the cows come home. <laughs> but if someone else, especially in the public, like says something, like, do you know how many times fucking guys come up to you and they're basically hitting on you and the way that they do it is by putting your partner down mm-hmm. and saying something negative about them? Mate, yep. I arc up. Don't be fucking but saying shit about my boyfriend. Go fuck yourself. Nuh-uh, no man. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Like I'm reliving it. I get so intense and I basically turn around and just I'm I'm mean about it. I put that other person down. Oh, so you go the Candace route. I go the Candace route. Like someone will say something <laughs> negative about my partner's physical appearance and I'll just be like, step off, Mr. Burns. Like, don't be saying shit <laughs> about my boyfriend. Not today, neck. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Not like, today, ankles. Because obviously I'm mean, so he has to, like, my partner's like, okay, you've just made this whole fucking room awkward as fuck. I do it all the time. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, I've told you before, you can comment on how I'm speaking to others, you're my partner, I get it. But when it's sticking up for you, I make no excuses. Mm -hmm. No excuses, no apologies. They'll never do it again. (laughs) Fuck off. That's my means. See, this okay. is how well, Tom should be. We could unpack that. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm going to delete all that, right? No, 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 it's good. It's it good. was a bit much. Um, but this is what Schwartz needs to do is what I'm saying. I get it. I get it. But sidebar from that, the mm. sandwiches looked good. <gasps> the sandwiches look good. The thing that I was very curious about, obviously I can't eat the gluten, so, you know, I'll have to eat some bullshit gluten-free bread if I ever go to their sandwich shop. But Of course. Like... I understand the fillings were amazing, but if it's a sandwich store, I want to know about the bread. Yeah, give me the detail on the bread. I want detail yeah. on the bread. And I think, you know, if the girls are listening, <laughs> they yeah. need to definitely sell the actual bread because I think that for sandwich people, that's the best part of the fucking sandwich. Yeah, you have a sandwich there, you take a bread to go, a loaf. Yeah, oh, that's a good idea. That's a great mm-hmm. idea. But, yeah, like... If the filling can be as bomb as whatever, but if the bread is exceptional, that's what's getting people in the door, in my humble opinion, where I know nothing about the food service industry. (laughs) Well, and I do think with it being like, is it West Hollywood? I'm pretty sure there'd be a gluten-free option and a carb-free option, but maybe bread's not that popular. Yeah. Maybe bread isn't the best business to go into in LA. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I did wonder that. Especially later when Lisa makes a comment about that they don't eat cake. I'm like, oh, yeah, are these people eating bread? No, but when she said that, I was like, I would have loved to have been at that restaurant and had a free slice of Lisa Vanderpump's birthday cake. Fucking oath. That would have made my year. Oath. I mean, again, it's probably not gluten-free, so I probably can't eat it, but, you know. I'd risk it. I still would have had a piece. (laughs) Yeah. So we go to the Sir portion of the event. Then we get this scene Mm. with Ariana and Raquel at the garden bar. What? Talking about, well, first of all, they talk about Katie and Schwartz and it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. But then Raquel starts to quiz her on her sex life and her relationship. This blew my mind. This blew my mind. The audacity. The audacity. I shooketh. This scene was diabolical. It really was. I don't know the word to use to express how fucked up this Rachel is. She Mm -hmm. is the most broken person I have seen on the Bravo. Oh, yeah. She's evil. I just think she's broken. Like, she is fucking this woman's partner and Uh wanting to ask her about their sex life. Do you think she was trying to instigate a breakup? Is she trying to get Ariana to see she wants to break up with him? She might have been planting that seed for either Ariana and the cameras or I thought maybe also it's an element of him manipulating Raquel 
because obviously they're banging behind Ariana's back and he's saying, oh, it's because she's not attracted to me. It's because we don't have sex. It's because we're not intimate. It's because she doesn't like me. She thinks I'm in this or she thinks I'm in that, yeah. So she's taken that on board as the truth and so now that's her reality that she's living in to sort of justify the affair. But you don't say that to the person you're having the affair on. What spins me out is how much time she wants to spend with Ariana. She wants to have a cake and eat it too. It's diabolical. It and is. And then Rachel starts to cry. <gasps> What's of with the, her crying? the people in this, I was like, why are you crying? She says she's crying about when Ariana expresses her negative feelings about her own physical appearance. And she cries and says, I do that too. Wow. Oh, get fucked. Wow. Really crazy boots. Did you notice in the scene that when Rachel asks about their sex life and Ariana says, you know, I've told him we've got to spend time together, did you notice how Rachel was chewing the inside of her mouth? No, I didn't. She was like pursing her lips and chewing the inside of her mouth. There is some uncomfortability of having this conversation. I don't know how she did it. I think she's literally trying to justify her affair by saying like shouldn't you want to have sex with him she's waiting for Mm -hmm. like when she's like Mm -hmm. are you physically attracted to him and then she says oh you know like when I told you that I was no longer physically attracted to James it's got nothing to do with you you and James it's got to do with the fact that you're trying to get Ariana to see that she should be breaking up with him yeah this is a you're not having sex you should break up with him talk It was the most disgusting thing I'd seen on TV until the next little cutaway scene where we've got Tom Schwartz rubbing a lemon on his armpit because he stinks. I didn't even write notes on it. I couldn't deal. Well, what's there to say except for how gross that is? And then he puts the lemon on the plate in front of him. And he says, I hope no one uses this. I'm like, chuck it in the bush. This is what I thought, at least chuck it in the bush. Bury it in the dirt. Uh, It's a fruit. You can fertilise it. Are those planter boxes real? Bury it in the dirt, brother. He's disgusting. And I know he was he was sort of blaming it on the shirt that he bought and he Makes didn't no wash sense. the shirt and that's why I think he just stinks. Remember on his wedding day where he didn't have a shower, he was swimming in the lake? Yeah. Like I just think he's a dirty, dirty man. You don't think he actually showers. He bought a new shirt and put it on. How would the shirt stink? What has the shirt smelling got to do with your armpit if the outer of the shirt smell? I, I was unclear about I that. I know. I think he was trying to insinuate that the person who tried it on before him or if he bought it at an op shop, that person stunk. But why are you purchasing a stinky shirt? <laughs> I don't would, not, it, would it not have stunk at the store, Tom? Like, so he went op shopping. Why? I'm not. Or the person, yeah, who tried it on at the store has stunk. Well, spritz something on it. This is what I'm thinking. There's so many options. And I would never have thought lemon wedge would have done it. <laughs> no, but I think you're correct. I think he is adverse to bathing. I think he's disgusting. <laughs> you I should think see he's a his, piece of shit. You should see his face, everyone. Keep going, darling. When I said that he was garbage, it's because he is garbage. <laughs> I think he's gross. You think that he should just Ugh. move into the sir dump? It's where he belongs. It's where he belongs. It's where he belongs. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, we just had to cover that because it was outrageous. It was outrageous. Then Rachel is just on this apology tour to Katie and Katie was giving her nooch at first, which I loved. It's not even an apology tour. <laughs> it's a set-up volley to give a fucking backhander. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so then, yeah, well, yeah, then she does the backhander being like, yo, you were rage testing. And that's when Katie was like, why are you talking to me? Agreed. Why are you talking to me? And she came back hot and I loved that. That was so good. And in confessional, Rachel's like, I just, you know, would wish someone would stick up for me. No, you're being a cunt for camera time. 
Exactly. And Katie nails it without knowing the full story. She mm-hmm. says, you have no empathy, no respect. How the fuck were you raised? And I'm like, wow, does she have a crystal ball? Because that's what we're all thinking. I think that Ali should move over for Katie when it comes to like the the readings and all of the, what do you call that? Astrology, <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah. Katie's got the gift. I know. She does. She she nailed it. She did nail she it. She pretty much says, stick it up your ass. And this is when Terry speaks up and Raquel goes, ugh, what Terry? <gasps> and then when Terry starts to speak, she goes, oh, God, can you imagine? Can you believe that to someone else's parent? The thing is, she should not have been sitting there in the first place. If you're going to sit next to someone who you have wronged mm-hmm. and who you know that everyone in the vicinity disagrees with your opinion – then you take what you're given. She could have simply not sat there. She just wanted to make sure she had fucking camera time on what she thought was the season finale, which was at an event that was nothing about her. I said, well, you wanted attention, you've got it now. That's it. She's disgusted. And Katie, I mean, props to her for not, Punching Slapping her in the face. down Raquel in that moment. Like, you know, imagine I would have. Like, if that happened to Candy with Mama Joyce. Oh. Like, I'm not saying Candy would have gotten physical, but Candy would have blown off, off. if you come for Mama Joyce. Well, Mama Joyce would have blown off. <laughs> she would have. I love Mama Joyce. I know, I love Mama Joyce. The aunties <laughs> the old lady would have called her a fucking heifer and everyone <laughs> would have, they would have said, come on, let's go. Everyone would have left. Fucking Rachel was just sitting there by herself. But. Everyone in this restaurant seems to not understand that. And, like, Scandival starts chiming in and speaking over Terry, which pissed me off. What the fuck is wrong with that dickhead? Well, obviously we know what's wrong with him now. He's sticking up for his mistress. Uh Uh-huh. Can't stick up for his girlfriend. He had no reason to get involved. None. Mm -hmm. No reason. Mm -hmm. And if it were me... And I was having this secret affair. I wouldn't be publicly speaking out for my mistress. I'd be I'd be taking the back seat, like the old Schwartz. I'd be hiding in the bushes with Dickhead too. Yeah. And and Mr. Peter Pirate. He's bad at having an affair. That's what we're learning here. Honestly, I think he wanted to get busted. I think he wanted to get busted. How many times do guys act like complete cunts because mm. they want their their girlfriend to break up with them? I've seen it a million times. They don't want to be in a relationship anymore and they get the girl to do it by acting like total cunts. Yeah, I see that. He was at a show the other day performing to like a pretty empty crowd and um, made a joke about the affair. Did you know this? No. Okay, sorry, I did say I was going to do sizzles at the end. Dude was in New York somewhere doing a fucking show. They had to sell two-for-one tickets at the 11th hour because they'd barely sold any fucking tickets. I love that. And then I don't know if he's doing it for clickbait, but there's a song that he does, Stacey's mum, mm-hmm. and he changed it to Schwartz's mum, so Schwartz's mum has got it going well, maybe on. Maybe we did talk about this. <laughs> and then he's like, can't you see that Raquel is not for me? And then later he does a joke about the affair and goes, oh, here's an original song. It came out the day that my phone infamously fell out of my pocket. Oh. Uh, too soon, yeah. dude. Too soon. I'd say read the room, but apparently there are only like 20 people in a room where there should have been hundreds. Like it looked like a fucking rehearsal apparently. This is why they, they were selling twofers. He's a scumbag. He doesn't know how to read a room, clearly, in this situation. No. I loved when Terry said, shut up, Raquel. I know, I loved that. <laughs> so good. And they're all just yelling at her, being like, walk away, walk away. And then we get Ariana crying to LVP. So I know. I'm- it's all too much for her. She's had enough. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And then Scandival's hounding Katie. And was it background actor Christina Kelly who Correct. said, go focus on your girlfriend? He didn't even notice she was upset. He had no idea she was crying. What a fuckwit. <laughs> Total fuckwit. Nathan's giggling everyone because he said a naughty word. <laughs> and then and we decided to do a redo. Just blame me. Just blame me. But you you moved over the best part when Katie calls her a cunt. Oh, I loved that. I wanted her to Teresa Judice it and just say it 20 times in a row. Yeah, I know. She just said husband 20 times in a row. It's not going to sink in, Katie. She doesn't care. Well, she doesn't have empathy. No, she doesn't. And why didn't she care that Ariana was crying, going, I'm so sorry, I'm upsetting my good friend? She doesn't care. She's psycho. And fucking dickhead two's whistling and hiding, whistling to himself. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, carrying on like a pork chop. So Lala tells Katie that Raquel was snickering Mm. and she goes back to confront them after she walks away because she misheard Lala thinking that Tom was snickering. Is that what happened? Well, because she said Rachel's with Tom snickering. So she meant Rachel's with Tom, comma, snickering, not Rachel's with (laughs) Tom snickering. (laughs) Right, yeah, we've got to really pay attention to where the commas are placed in speech. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, okay, then they then they go out the back, which was the highlight of the season. For da, me. da, 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 we're at the Surdump. Oh, my God, it's my favourite. So good. <gasps> I love seeing the Bubbers fighting. And Raquel just kept interrupting and it's like, fuck off. We want to see the Bubbers. Why did she come over thinking she had this important thing to say that would save the day? And it was just, again, talking about herself. Katie's face was life in this scene. It's like what you said earlier when you're like, like, she thinks it's a fact. And it's not a fact. It's not a fact. She thinks she's an empathetic person. That's not a fact. No, that I, I have That's a fiction. empathy. Oh, my God. Can she fuck off with her crying voice? I can't even. Yeah, and Tom playing the bumbling fool in this was so annoying. And Katie just walked away eventually. When they got into it, when, when Katie and Rachel got into it for a sec, did you notice Tom, like, he tried to interject. Obviously, no one was listening to him, so he took a step back. He just took a step back. (laughs) Instead of saying, Rachel, I understand, now's not the time. He's a loser. Do you think a producer sent Rachel out? No, I don't think that would have happened at that point. I think going into the party, they were probably amping her up, being like, you need resolution, it's the finale. And so she chose to go out there. Right, got that. Because this whole episode in the Sir party, like she's just going from group to group, stirring shit up and following them. She really is. Again, can I just say that clairvoyant Katie called mm-hmm. it when she says to her, take you and your six personalities and get the fuck out of here. She called it. She called fucking it. called it, mate. I mean, this was all thrilling stuff. <laughs> I love Clairvoy and Katie. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that fight happens. Then LVP gets a birthday cake and she tries to make a speech while Schwartz is sitting at a bus stop like a, like a <laughs> little kid. <laughs> what an idiot. So good. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And he does come back. But Lisa's making this speech and it's all about like resilience and problem solving and being there for each other. And I'm like, oh, honey, you have no idea what's coming. LVP is not a clairvoyant. Why is she crying? Well, she just had Ariana crying at her for ages. Yeah, People are yelling. She knows it's a show. Yeah, that's LVP's true. LVP is a professional. And then LVP gets her to laugh, gets Ariana to laugh when she says, give the cake to the customers, none of these people eat cake. That was a really trippy way to end Well, And then we got that (gasps) slow-mo. They held that slow-mo of Ariana and Tom and I was like, 
jumping up and down like Tom Cruise on a couch. I was <laughs> loving it. And the trailer for next week we've already talked about because it was leaked last week. But I was happy to watch it again. I was riveted. So did you see the preview for Reunion? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, I watched it twice. Give me five parts. Give me six parts, as many personalities as Raquel has. Three's not enough. And I'm even going to watch this Secrets Revealed because apparently- There's a Secrets Revealed? There's going to be a Secrets Revealed, which I think they do every season and I never watch. Well, they don't do it with all the shows anymore. Okay. Well, with this one, apparently it's going to be on Bravo and then there'll be like a, a supersized Secrets Reveal on Peacock. But I don't get the Peacock because we watch Hey You. I think Peacock will release to Hey You. I'm hoping we get the supersized version. We fucking better. Well, we've got Binge and we've got Hey You, so we'll we'll figure out which one's got the both. But, yeah, is it true that the interview with Ariana alone is going to be after the season finale? On Watch What Happens, yeah. Oh, so that's the extended version. No, no, no. I think we're getting more content than that. Wow. I need all the Vanderpump content. Keep us fed. I keep trying to explain this to people who don't watch Bravo. Like I've tried to explain uh-huh. it to my bestie. I've tried to explain it to my partner. And I'm like, y'all don't understand. This is in like national fucking news. Like JLo's talking about it on The View. They went to the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Like everyone's team, <laughs> Ariana, like y'all don't fucking understand. And they're like, oh, yeah. So good. I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, yeah. Like this is the biggest news ever. I'm like walking to work and I'm just like trying to eavesdrop on conversations like in cafes as I walk past just to see if anyone's talking about Vanderpump so I can jump in. I want to stumble upon a random stranger. And just sit there and so you can have a good chat about it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. mate. Oh, anyway, well, do you want to talk about Jersey? I, I, I guess we can breeze through Jersey. Did you watch Atlanta? Uh, yeah, I did watch Atlanta. I didn't take notes or anything. Oh, I did just in case, you know me. Not many. Well, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely some um, some cool shit. Did you also, just before we get to Jersey, because I don't, you know, I'm bored, did you happen to see the new show, it's like Summer House Martha's Vineyard? Yeah, I did. What did you think of that? Well, the first half I was a bit, like, scatterbrained and I was like, oh, I don't really know how this is going. But then the fight about the dog happened and I was like, well, I'm in. Me too. <laughs> I really was liking the show. I was, you know, because you've got to let these shows warm up because you don't know mm-hmm. the characters. So you, any new mm-hmm. show you've got to wait to see which characters you like, which characters you don't. So I was like, I'm going to give this a go because I love Summer House and I'm sure I'll love this too. But when yeah. those two women complained oh. about dog hair on the couch. That beautiful dog. Now I know which two people I hate. Yeah, and once you've got people you can hate, you can really have that doorway into the show and enjoying it. And the funny thing is I thought that the woman with the dog, the, something about the lilt of her speech patterns I found a little annoying. Uh-huh. But now she's your ride or die. Now, well, <laughs> yeah, now I'm her ride or die. And I think she was so clever that at the top of the episode, she said it was like her mental health support animal, whatever the f- terminology is. I don't know what the correct terminology is. Her yeah. emotional support animal or whatever. I thought that was yeah. so clever because no one can tell her that the dog can't come now. She's got a fucking doctor's note. She's got a doctor's note for her doggy. <laughs> I love her. She's clever. I think, like, you probably should give everyone the heads up that you're bringing a dog beforehand. Of course But the you fact should. that they turned it into a... F- fight and it's like do you really think you're gonna win when it's up against this cute little dash hound (laughs) there was some dog hair on a couch and there was some poo outside that she picked up 
That she picked up, yeah. She's not putting the dog in people's faces. Like, if people want the dog on their lap, of course, but she's not inserting the dog, I think, too much. I am quite surprised how responsible she's being with the dog. Sorry. She seemed a little airheady, so. I loved how they came for her and she was just like, nup, and then she charged around to every member of that household to get them on her side. Masterful stuff. I know. It's like, if you have a problem, tell me she's in my face. If you're not going to tell me, how am I to know? Nah, love her. Love her. I didn't write anyone's names down, so. Oh, I don't know that. I don't know their names at all. I'll learn their names for next time. I have major issues learning the names on people on Bravo. Normally with a new show, I have to write them down in order to remember them. Otherwise, I'll go the whole season like with the below decks. I can go a whole season and not know people's names. Oh, well, that first season of Salt Lake, I thought Lisa and Meredith were the same person until like reunion. But <laughs> what I like about this did. Martha's Vineyard is that they they have connections already. Like this one was this frat roommate, this one knows this one, this one knows this one, and I think that's good for a show. I don't understand the frats. This whole frat house, like obviously we don't experience that, well, that I know of, I didn't experience that. They make a really big deal that they were, they were in the same fraternity. Doesn't that mean that you just got drunk and that person was around all the time when you got drunk? Like, yeah, that's how, yeah, that's all it is, but that's a big deal. How is that a big deal? You bond with people. When you're living in uni accommodation. Yeah, yeah, see, I didn't live at uni accommodation. Maybe that's it. I don't get it. I don't get what the big, yeah. f- that's my frat brother. Well, so he could he could be a serial killing sociopath. So I just, I don't get it. But I guess people care, whatevs. Yeah. And, and that guy is so hot. There's that one guy who he was seeing his, I think, half Lebanese, that one. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, He's hot. Stick a fork in me, I'm done. And there's that model, she's hot. But she's celibate. Yeah, some hotties. If someone said they were set, that's why they've been celibate for a year. That wouldn't turn me off them. I'd just be like, woohoo, challenge. Yeah, hard nut to crack. You got to play the long game, people. Yeah. Oh, and just on Atlanta. Yes. The Twitter beef with everybody has been more entertaining than the show. Um, have you seen any of the? T- oh, what's the Twitter beef? So I don't do um, the Twitter sauce peeps. Sheree. Seemingly is pissed off at everyone and she's coming for like Candy and Kenya on Twitter and she said something to Candy being like, oh, well, yeah, you've always got KFC in your mouth or something like that. She made fun of her for a love of KFC. Yeah. And then KFC responded, I should find what it is, but they said something. Doesn't Candy have a KFC contract? Didn't I even say that last week that she's got some deal, sponsorship deal? Oh, that might be part of it. Yeah, she's got a sponsorship deal. She turns everything into coins, people. (laughs) So then KFC snapped back mm-hmm. in defense of Candy sort of with something funny and clever, I can't remember. Love. And then Sheree, she says, well, I prefer Popeyes better anyway. And then Popeyes responded and said, now why are we in it? Ah, <laughs> so so they didn't turn around and give her a deal, which is probably what she was fishing for. They turned around <laughs> yeah, and went, leave us out of it. I fucking love Now why are we that. in it? <laughs> yeah, so so I'm enjoying that side of it, yeah. All right, well, now should we talk about Josie? Okay, if we got her. I am so... So sick and tired of Andy Cohen going on about how great I've seen episodes of the season. It's going to be a good one. I don't believe you, Andy. Oh, he's a liar. He's a dirty, rotten liar. This was supposed to be a great season of Jersey. Well, this episode was bad with the structure of it, how they did individual check-ins with each housewife, except for Melissa, basically, and Evan's wife. Yeah. Then we got the group scene and I'm like, finally a group scene, but then the episode ends. Yeah. (laughs) So it wasn't a group, no group scene. And next week's the season finale. 
And it's a fucking flapper party. Yeah, another. We're having a lot of flapper parties. We just, didn't we just get one on the Martha's Vineyard? Yeah, well, they never go away. Yeah. I don't know why Paulie's like, we need to have an island party to teach people about Ireland. I'm like, they just went there for like four fucking episodes. I know. And then you're having a prohibition party. It's like, great. <sighs> Which is also the flapper party. Do you like, know why? Because the outfits are cute. The outfits are yeah. cute, man. It's the it's the one thing that people will happily get dressed up for because girls look great in all those dresses. I'd happily go to one of those parties. I've got plenty of dresses for it. They're cute. Um, but I did really, really laugh a lot during Louis's rant at the end there. It was Lisa Barlow-esque for me. He's unhinged. What did, you think? did I not tell yes. you that Louis was just a sea of red flags? Did I not oh, tell yes, you that from the beginning yeah. when you're like, I think he's good for her? No, he's not. <laughs> I mean, I can see that he's manipulating her. But there's so many of the lawsuits with this guy. There's a lot of legal shit. But wh- whatever he is, he's a comic genius. Saying <laughs> I'm pulling you out comic. of the snake pit with that delivery and that oh, red face. I was God. cackling. Really? Oh, it's so funny. Do you think he just watches all these like TikToks of like the Brene Brown uh-huh. and all those kinds yeah. of Dr. Phil's and all that and then pieces uh-huh. pieces them together and he's trying to be her spiritual guru. Yeah, and they're all things from the 90s because he's like, I wouldn't waste the flash of a camera on them. And I'm like, well, since when have like cameras had flash bo- light bulbs? <laughs> like <laughs> we, we have phones to take photos. Yeah. We, I don't know. Update your references. I think he means professional um, photographer. They do have flashes on their cameras. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> You're but, such um, a millennial. <laughs> You're so cute. I just think it's so – so my headcanon, here it is. Yeah, please. <clears throat> In my mind, Teresa, Joe, Melissa, they're, they're cutting off everything for the best – but I'm already anticipating a divorce in three years' time for Teresa and Louis, and then they'll reconnect. Yes. So in my mind, I'm like, yeah, cut them off. That's for the best. But in my mind, I know they'll reconnect, and the cousins will get to be cousins again when Teresa's life crumbles, and she'll have to admit some some fault and some wrongs. And she has to go to court because this guy who she will be divorcing is trying to mm-hmm. squeeze every last dollar out of her because there's no prenup. Oh, he's done a masterful job, that Louis. I think that they're going to be like Kim and Croy. They're going to divorce when all of a sudden there's no money and the shit hits the fan. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The ring don't mean a thing. The ring don't – no, it fucking – not unless it, you can sell it and pay off all your debts. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, so I know Louis being manipulative, but, God, I'm enjoying it. And because I see the storyline – Yes. What did you think of Teresa's face during that rant, though? Like, she looked like a broken person. She looks so pretty. <laughs> what? Been crying? Honestly, I kept looking at Teresa in that scene going, I don't think you've ever looked that pretty. Stop. I was thinking she looked uncomfortable. Uh, I wasn't sure about the uncomfortability. Yeah. I was wondering in my head is, is she uncomfortable right now or is Louis doing this for her? because of how much she hates her brother. Is Louis taking the heat about why that they're not going to see her brother anymore, essentially a family breakup? Because mm. when Louis wasn't there, this was her verbiage. And now he's doing it and she can look like yeah. more innocent. Yeah, I wonder. Like, and you mm, know me, I think Louis scum, so I don't want to make it sound like Louis being like a good partner taking the fall for her, <laughs> but it's possible. Everything he's saying she's told him in private before and now he's amplifying it for his own means. He's getting so heated 
for what? What's he getting so heated for? Like, why is he, like, going from zero to hero? Yeah. I'm not saying that that's a fact. I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate with myself because I actually, like, I think he is one big fat red flag. If he was smart enough, I think he would be a cult leader because he's (laughs) kind of like Rachel in that he adores when people agree with him, love on him, give him all the Mm -hmm. compliments. Like, that's him. His love language is definitely words of affirmation. For sure. Mm -hmm. So I'm not necessarily buying that, which I'm selling, which is potentially he's taken the hit for her. Yeah, well, ultimately I do agree that it is a snake pit and she does need to be pulled from it. I do think this isn't a healthy situation for anybody and the Gorgas are demagogas. (laughs) Get away from them. What do you think of this whole Melissa not coming to the rehearsal dinner thing? I wouldn't have either. She got a last-minute bullshit invite because he got busted on camera. Well, no, no, well, Teresa in the text message, because I sort of zoomed in, mm. she said that everything was in the wedding invite. It was like when you RSVP, there were a list of options kind of a thing. So she did know about the date. That makes no sense based on that car conversation from last week's episode. <laughs> no, no. That's why I was thinking maybe the cast dinner was a different to is that different to the rehearsal dinner? This is the one like the day before the wedding. Yeah, maybe. So I think it's different. I think you're right. Potentially it's different. And also like they're having a traditional wedding. Teresa's not wrong. Melissa would have known that there is a rehearsal dinner the night before the wedding. Would she have known that she was invited? I don't know that. But she would absolutely know that. I think, well, for all of the traditional wedding crap, she has been invited. She's been invited to birthdays and christenings and whatever the fuck else. She's been getting invited to everything. Yeah, I think she didn't respond to it because she was like, we're not going to go, we've decided. Why is it her responsibility to respond? Like everything gets blamed onto Melissa. Because it's an RSVP. Who else is meant to respond for her? The invitation isn't for Melissa. The invitation's for the Gorgas. So why is it Melissa's problem to respond? Oh, okay, I see what you mean. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, Joe's useless. And what spins me out is this conversation with Teresa and Louis. Teresa says everything is Melissa's fault. She, Melissa's not wrong. She absolutely blames Melissa for everything because she doesn't want to acknowledge. It's not Melissa saying, we don't want to be in your life. It's Joe saying it and Melissa having to deliver the message. Yeah, I think for Teresa, she just defaults to, oh, Joe and I got along before Melissa came along. But like that was 20 years ago. So You were children. He agreed with everything yeah. you said because he was your little brother. Like he followed you around like a puppy. I, know, I feel like he could be calling her back. I get that there's problems, but call her back. Like what if what if there was like a problem with Teresa's kids, one of them choked on an apple or some shit, and she calls her brother and just to say like, oh, yeah, my daughter's in the hospital. Like what if? And yeah. he's not calling her back. They probably fight every time that they have a conversation. So he's like, I don't want to fucking have a fight with you. Yeah, I still think there's an obligation to answer the phone when it comes to something like that. Well, I we do get the flip side with this Danielle mm. with how her brother's done the full cutoff, yeah. which is what, I mean, the Gorgas should maybe be doing for a little while. Yeah. He's done the full cutoff and she can't seem to cope with it, but even her mum's like, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, and her, obviously her mum's been cut off as well because they're two peas in yeah. a pod. but. Did you notice the slip of the tongue that let her know why her brother no longer wants to be friends with her? 
What? No. What? She said. So they're talking about her brother, and she says, you know, you know how close they were, and she and her mum's like, you tormented him when you were kids, and she's like, but he had my back, and that they would continue that as adults, but he no longer had her back. So my thought process is the way that you tormented him as a kid, you still did that as an adult, mm. and he's said enough is enough. Yeah. I'm even not even joking. What do you mean by that continued? So basically you shit on him all the time and you were the golden child and you were always right and he had to agree with you and all that sort of stuff. And he got sick of it and went, you know what, enough's enough, see you later. Wow. I reckon her and her mum are two peas in a pod and I think that her brother couldn't handle them anymore and went, you know what, I don't need to be treated like this, I'm out. Well, you know what? During that scene, I was a bit like Wendy Williams' clap if you care because I don't really care. No, I don't care. <laughs> it's an interesting counterpoint and everything. Yeah. And actually, I was just shitting on the narrative structure of this episode, mm. but pretty much every scene is about a sibling relationship, yeah. which is quite interesting because then we go Jen Fessler's mum and her sibling and we go to Jen with her sibling yeah. and they're like positive sibling relationships and it's like, oh, wow, that's what it could be. And then because then even Dolores is seen, it's all about the family unit and how that's going and yeah, <laughs> it's, right. it's interesting to compare them all. It is interesting to compare them all, but it's kind of also not. Does that make sense? But it's kind of also not. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, yeah, I get it, sibling relationships. I don't watch the real siblings of New Jersey. True. I kind of don't care. I did love Jen Fessler's mum and her twin with the Annie wigs. Like that, they were hilarious. I found them really <laughs> oh, annoying. That's what Jen Fessler's like. How do you like Jen Fessler but not her mum? I get it. You're twins. Move on. Again, I'm not watching <laughs> the real siblings of New Jersey. I don't give a fuck about your siblings. The only siblings I care about are the Catanias because I love that family. So, yes, I'm being yeah. a hypocrite. So, of course, I'm being a hypocrite. But I just... I don't, give a f- I don't give a fuck about Jen's brother coming from Turkey and the shitty little apartment that. she bought him. Like, good for you, move on. Yeah, I mean, I, li- I liked it. Mm. But I did think also that Jen's done this to come off looking good on camera. <laughs> but does acknowledgement of a good deed negate the good deed? Like her brother's so. crying with gratitude, which is so sweet, and all I kept thinking was, your fucking pool house is bigger than this apartment. Why can't they live in the pool house? Then your husband can't go to the pool house. Problem solved. Oh, that would have been a great workaround. That's all I'm thinking. Move Good him thinking. into the pool house. One thing on the on the Jen Fessler's twins, mm. when she says that her mum used to be best friends with Barbara Streisand, I'm like, Okay, enough with the name dropping. I, it's not true. We've got all these photos of all the siblings back in the day. Where's the photo of Where Babs? Was Babs? Where was Babs? I didn't believe it. And then I'm thinking maybe Jen Fessler's a bit of a simpleton because I think maybe her mum made a joke about being best friends with Barb Streisand and she took it as truth and she ran with it. And now I'm thinking that that person that she slept with who she thought was Tony Soprano might not have been Tony Soprano. <gasps> really? <laughs> Could have been his, like, I reckon she just went, oh, that's Tony Soprano. (laughs) That's James. And then it was just a doppelganger who got lucky. Yeah, maybe. The thing I love about Jen Fessler is that and how she reminds me of Marge. Like, she is a name dropper, but she lets you know, yeah, I'm a name dropper. Like, she knows who she is. Mm. She's very honest about who she is and I love that. Yeah, I'm a name dropper. As long as you know you're a name dropper, then we're cool. Drop all the names. And they're good names. 
They're good names if it's true, but I don't think it's true. Yeah, that Babs one, I was just like, yeah, you show me all these yeah. photos. Where's the photo of Babs as a kid? And then I'm like, oh, maybe you're not allowed to show photos of Babs as a kid. But if it's your photo. If I was childhood friends with Barbara Streisand, yeah. I'd be calling that bitch up every day being like, remember in the neighbourhood <laughs> when we used to do this, I'd be trying to worm my way into her daily life. I'd be bringing a bobka, mate, something. Seriously. Like come and have and have coffee and tea cake. Now I want bobka. I'd be inviting her all the fucking time. Um, and this Margaret, mm. are you still entertained with this Margaret because two seconds into that lunch she's whinging about how Melissa wasn't included in the shower and I'm just not getting anything from this Margaret that's her own. Now that you pointed it out to me, I did notice that every scene that we see of Marge, she's whinging about Teresa. And then I thought, this lunch obviously went on for more than 20 minutes. Maybe that's the only thing that the editors are leaving in. Because what she's bringing to the table is boring. Well, maybe because in her real life she doesn't have problems. Well, then get problems. She should be talking about the ex-best friend, but she doesn't want to give it life. Bitch, that's your storyline this season, and she she rejected her storyline this season. She should have gone with it. Yeah, and fight with Jen. Jen will clap back at you and make a good show. Yeah, Marge is forgetting that she's on a TV show. Mm, Agreed. What else is that? So you liked the Dolores scene? I am obsessed with the Catanias. There is nothing to talk about in this scene. Nothing fucking happened. It was funny when the girlfriend said, did you used to speak English or did you know any English? That was funny. What are they teaching at these schools in Jersey? Why even go to school if this is how these kids are coming out? What the hell is going on? Like, are these people not attending school? Is this this what's happening? (laughs) I don't understand. Do they speak English in Ireland? Like... (laughs) I'm surprised she knew that it was English and not American, you know? Like, I'm I'm glad she at least knew what language she spoke. Yeah, well, there is that. So I do want to raise this one theory. So you know how there was the bit of chat about Dolores and Paulie, and he was like, I've already got the ring, and it was unclear if he'd purchased it or picked it out, and she was like, I don't know if he's got a ring. Well, one of our followers slid into the DMs. (gasps) Oh, thank you. She slid. She slid. She slid. She has a theory that Dolores is engaged to Paulie and they'll announce it at the reunion because she's found all of the, like, promo pictures for the reunion where she's sort of hiding her left hand. No. And in Instagram videos and things, she's sort of not showing her left hand. Ooh. And then she says, however, if you, zo- if you zoom in on the left hand in the reunion photo, one could say there is possibly a ring on her finger, which I'll just hold that up to the screen, <laughs> which you can sort of maybe oh see Oh, my God, stone, yes, maybe. I can see the stone. <laughs> okay, I and love so- this sleuth. Who is this, who is this beautiful <laughs> sleuth, Nathan? This is, this is the one with the English bulldog, Walter English bulldog. Oh, my God, thank you, Walter English bulldog. Not only do you have a cutie uh, patootie puppy, but now you're sleuthing for me. I'm obsessed with you. Thank you so much. Yeah, so she thinks it might be a surprise at the reunion, which I kind of think, yeah, that that could be a thing. I think she's on the money, mate. I think she knows what time it is. (laughs) I love nosy people. I love a sleuth. I love a sleuth. It's my thing. It's my jam. I love it. Speaking of lovely people, we got a really nice commenty, reviewy thingy you sent me last week. I don't remember what was in it, but it was really sweet. Oh, that's right. There was a hot nurse. Oh, yes, the yeah, nurse yeah, yeah. you're in love with. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nathan was letting me know how lovely the person was. Sorry, sweetie. I was just like, she fine. 
But anyway, she's also lovely. But anywho, oh, do we still have to talk about so any- Jersey? So bored. Well, I, I think we're done. I think we've covered the major points. Oh, you know what? Even though I've got like a heart of stone, I actually thought that the food adoption story scene, even though I've got nothing to say about the scene, it's almost like it's too real and important for us to actually talk about. But that actually did touch me. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is a real story now, like for me. I'm sure it's always been a real story for them. For them, yeah. I'm on the same page because I was sort of like, oh, why are you making the kid film this? Like yeah. I felt a bit uncomfortable for him because basically he's being told your birth mother doesn't want you. She mm. thinks you're nothing. Yeah. But then by the end of the episode, when he started talking a bit more, it it came good for me. And I was like, oh, okay. And I understand that obviously the whole adoption storyline experience is something that people in real life experience and that they would relate to it and that that would be important for them to have some aspect of that experience on their TVs. Again, it's too important and too real for you and I to talk about, Nathan, because, you know, what the fuck do we know? Yeah. But I hope... Rachel's able to wrap that up in the in the reunion because I don't know if she's getting the season two. So hopefully <laughs> the lawyers get this rushed through. <laughs> Agree. Uh, you know what? I think everyone's coming back. Ugh, because Bravo's given up on Jersey. We've just stopped caring. Well, I guess I shouldn't say I think everyone's coming back. It obviously depends how good the ratings are. And we all know that we, you know, that it's going around that Melissa's not going to be asked back. I wish. Oh, I don't know. The Melissa and Teresa storyline needs needs a breath. We need to take How a moment. How fun would it be if we friend of Melissa and then she has to like desperately be like doing the Jackie and trying to worm her way into every event? Like that would be so fun I to love watch. That. So I read <laughs> somewhere that Jackie had said or read somewhere. I think it's, oh my God, I'm an idiot. I think I heard it when I'm, because li- I'm listening to the Andy Cohen Daddy Diaries. Oh, yeah. You really, look at your face. Look at your face. Everyone, you got to see his face when you mention Andy Cohen. Honestly, it's like when you mention Melissa to Teresa. Is it just about him raising his stupid kids? Because I'm not interested in that. You've got a kid. I hate how on this Watch It Happens Live, every like fan question is like, hi, Andy, so happy for you and Ben. Ben looked cute at his birthday photo shoot. And I'm like, I don't want to hear about fucking Ben. Ask your question. Really? I'm so sick of him and his kids. So it was just about, oh, daddy diaries. I, I, I'd rather hear him about being like a gay daddy and his dating life. That I'll read about. I don't care about how you're raising these stupid kids. Have you read any of his other books? Yeah, I have. And he doesn't come across great. It's just the same as those books. It's just, I kept a diary for a Mm. year. Yes, his kids are obviously in it because he's got kids. But I like it. And I think Ben and Lucy are adorable. And I'm really happy for him. Well, if there is anything interesting, let us know. So he did say something about what, Jackie? So one of the things that he said that Jackie said when she became a friend of, she said, I'm not going to be like everyone else. I'm going to be the best friend of I can be. No, no. She's failed. Yeah. She's not a great friend of. Luann, when she was a friend of that one season, was perfecto. Because Luann just acted like she was a regular housewife. Exactly. She never stopped being herself, which is entertaining. Luann doesn't have to try hard for camera time. This is what was so magical about the OGs of New York. Whether they were absolute assholes of humans, they are entertaining humans. Is this a good segue into Sizzles, mm. where one of the topics is we've got an air date for Luann and Sonia's show? What? Yes. Crappy Lake or some crap. What? Crappy Lake? What? <laughs> something, something about Did you say it's crappy, crappy lake? lake. It's I think it's called that. Look it up for me. 
<laughs> Breaking news, people. We have an air date for Crappy Lake. Crappy Lake. Yes, Luann and Sonia, welcome to Crappy Lake. What? Oh, my God, I thought you were joking. No, that's the show. Welcome to Crappy Lake. So it's coming soon and it's going to be on Bravo. Below Deck Down Under's coming to Bravo. Oh, Miami's coming to Bravo. Miami already? Didn't that just finish? Oh, well, they've just announced that it's uh. going to be on Bravo, not Peacock. It'll be on Peacock uh, the next day or something like that. Right, so right, 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 right. I see, that'll I see. please the girls because, you know, they, they care about that stuff. 100%. Although yes. I hope the Peacock production value is maintained. I thought it was kind of better. They've done a good job, didn't they? Yes. Oh, my yeah. God. Anyway, so I'm looking forward to Crappy Lake. I am too. <laughs> Do you know what I'm not looking forward to? What? Having to fucking watch Teresa's wedding spin-off. Is it just one episode? I doubt it. I thought it was going to be in Jersey so we would get wedding bullshit with good shit. Now I have to watch a whole fucking spin-off. I thought it was just going to be one episode the week after the finale and then reunion. What gave you that idea? Did you read it somewhere? No, that's just my head. Like, that's just... That's just... <laughs> <laughs> that's producer Nathan. Producer Nathan's decided. If I was running Bravo, that's what we're getting. No, I'm sure it's going to be like three, four, five episodes of. Oh, I couldn't even do that. That's too much. For a wedding, we've already done all the events on this show. There's nothing left but the wedding. I don't know what to tell you, babe. One thing I am excited about in Jersey for next week, and it's kind of in the same vein as your feelings with Louis. When we see how red he is in his face yeah. and he keeps <laughs> chanting, I'm a winner, I'm a winner, full fucking psycho. It's so funny. I was just like, okay, that's hilarious. But as uh-huh. much as like I'm whinging that Josie's been a bit boring, season finale next week. Yeah. It's just being overshadowed by how good Vanderpump is. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so what are the sizzles? Well, we mentioned Kim and Croy. They're gone bust. Yeah, well, they're going bust because they've got no money. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Like, we're so in love, we're so in love, we're broke, we're breaking up. I don't get that. Well, don't they owe like a million in tax? Like, maybe it's yeah. like a, they're divorcing for a financial aspect? You know, we thought the same happened with Erica Jane and her divorce until a week later I we still found think out. That. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, no, they owe $1.1 million in taxes to the IRS. state tax at least. I mean, their house went up for auction in February and then she said it was bullshit, but we all know it's because they cancelled the auction because she made some deal with La Bonk. So, Mm. I don't know. I mean, what else? La Bonk, is that Marlowe's fashion line? Correct. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, we sort of already spoke about Summer House Martha's Vineyard. What about regular Summer House? Did you enjoy this week? The engagement party? I did, and I still don't understand what, what's her name again? Danielle. Danielle. It was so cringe watching that. I don't get it. She's upset that she wasn't involved in the engagement proposal. Are they in a thruple? Like, why Why do you have this position of that you assume that you need to be involved in a couple's relationship? I was trying to get it. I was sitting there going, right, picture that being my best friend. Would I be annoyed if her partner didn't tell me beforehand that they were getting engaged? And I was like, no, no, I wouldn't. No. I understand that you would keep it a secret because you wouldn't want her to find out beforehand. I get that. But I think she already knew. (laughs) Like, Lindsay knew. (laughs) The shoulder pads to the beach, like, you know. Oh, I did love that. I've said to to my friend, I was like, just let me know if you're going to propose to my best friend, because 
Mm. We might need to organize a manicure because she never has her nails done. She's going to want her nails done. Just let, just give me a heads up. But I'm not going to cry about it. No. <laughs> if I, I don't get that heads up. I'm not going to cry and be mortified about it. Like, it's not about you, And then Danielle. talk shit about them at their engagement party. To their friends and family. She just is thinks she's so in the wrong. She thinks a fact's a fact, but it's not a fact. No, it's not. It's really tough to watch, but it's so fun. <laughs> Why should you be involved in an engagement? And Kyle was already involved because that's his best friend who he needed to help plan shit. You weren't helpful. It doesn't even matter. If you're proposing to someone, it's your story. You can tell who you wish. You don't need to explain yourself. Yeah, crazy. I do not understand what Danielle's damage is. I want to. I want to get it. I want to see what I'm missing, but I don't. No. And what about Sheena, Katie, Ariana and Lala winning an MTV award for best reality on-screen team? Oh, great. They were, isn't that cute? But just the four of them. Yeah. Not the whole. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it's not the whole show. I'm pretty sure it's just the four of them, right? Great. Oh, speaking of dickheads, Dickhead 2 is apparently in Australia right now. Schwartzy. Yeah. Let me sharpen my pitchfork. Exactly. <laughs> He's going to be a contestant on some dumb reality series called Stars on Mars. Oh, is that filming here? Okay, how have you heard of this thing? What the fuck? Stars on Mars? That just sounds like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cut up lemon wedges, find where they're shooting and throw them at him. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's do that. So you stink. Here's a lemon wedge, you smelly piece <laughs> of shit. Just throw lemons at him. I love I that for we us. Do. We so should. Except I bet you I know what's going to happen. What? We're going to rock up. You're going to physically see him in real life and go, oh, wow, he's way cuter in real life. And I'm going to be the one stuck with the lemons throwing them at him. Maybe. Maybe. I know exactly yeah, what you're you like. Me. You got me. So, okay, let me go to La Page 6. Oh, so do you reckon that Chef Ben is Kate Chastain's dad? What? So Kate Chastain's had a baby, right? And she's not saying who the dad is. Okay, not her dad. <laughs> I have seen a photo of of the baby. Baby daddy, baby daddy, not dad. He's not the cutest baby I've ever seen, but newborns are really cute. You know what I mean? Like a lot oh, of newborns aren't cute. Oh, oh, now you're body shaming a baby. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a while for their faces oh, to fill God. out, right? Uh-huh. They're not, anyway, he looks like Chef Ben's not the most physically attractive human. Oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> you just what? think everyone on Below Deck's ugly. <laughs> no, I don't. Anyway, I think oh, the baby looks again. like Chef Ben. Sorry, I do. Okay. I know that he's got a girlfriend or whatever, but I have a sneaking suspicion that that baby belongs to the chef, Ben. Anyway, congratulations, Kate Chastain, on the baby. <laughs> on your ugly baby. <laughs> Stop. I didn't say the baby was ugly. I just said mm-hmm. he wasn't, like, physically. Oh, fuck off, Nathan. Oh, <laughs> whatever. Oh, That's it. There's no fucking sizzle topics. The end. <laughs> all right, well. Now you're making me feel bad. Let's leave it there. It's all in fun. If, if anyone wants to body shame anybody or <laughs> give us some sleuths, if any sleuths out there want to give us their theories, hit us up at effing bravo on Twitter and Insta. Or if you can lend us some lemons because <laughs> uh, we're going to need a big stock of lemons. I'm going to go to Yolanda Foster's house and harvest some lemons and get ready. <laughs> Yolanda's lemon trees. Oh, my God, I love that for me. Okay, I'm just losing my mind over here, so I was all... I'm feeling uh, really like look. I'm going red in the face because you made me think I body shamed a baby. I'm joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> I take you seriously, Nathan. You're the yardstick by which I measure myself. Oh, my God. I'm so gullible. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm going to go crawl under a rock, people. Is it? Can I start drinking at the 9am? Honestly. Sure. Okay. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go have a special coffee. <laughs> okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.